Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Bossa Nova and Neo Soul. Check. Mexican flamenco rockabilly trumpet. Check. Two extraordinary women who create extraordinary Latin music, Jenny Ball and Alexandra Jackson. Welcome to Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so call in, 347-215-7511, or email us. You know, if you're sitting there at work and you got your headphones on, you can't call, you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I want to say welcome to our listeners on the Block Talk Radio Network, the Cyberstation.com network. It's a CyberstationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates in the East Coast and the Arctic Echoes Network in the UK, who are going to hear us tomorrow because it's tomorrow today. Well, you know what I mean. And everybody listening on Stitcher and iTunes. So if you have questions or comments, you know, call us, email us. We'll make sure that you get your answers and your responses. So if you're listening to us on a podcast or you're listening to us in England, you've, you can still email those questions and we'll forward them on to our guests. And speaking of our guests... Alexandra Jackson's music can make you just float away. And that's what happened to me when I played her double album all this week. She's a classically trained pianist who discovered bossa nova and jazz and the magic of polyrhythmic Latin beats. And the result is something new and something old, a rebirth of the legendary bossa nova sounds of the 60s, smoothly fused with the edge and the sophistication of today's jazz and soul, which is why the album is called Legacy and Alchemy, because that's what she does, musical alchemy. And it's truly magic. I am so honored to introduce to you Alexandra Jackson. Welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much, Patrick. My goodness, that introduction. I just want to record it and listen to it every morning. That was so nice of you. Well, well, actually, it was recorded. It will be on the podcast, and you can download well, there, it. After there you the go. Show. Perfect. I'll play the podcast every morning. Okay. <laughs> Thank you well, for having like I me. Said, like I said in the introduction, um, this is quite an album. Actually, this isn't an album. It's kind of a historic gathering, a sort of sprawling musical family reunion that's been reduced to um, a pair of fabulous CDs. Just the logistics yeah. of this project are overwhelming. 150 <laughs> people, four cities, three years. How did you keep it all organized and moving forward? Oh, man, that is uh, a great question. I would have to say I can't take credit, um, uh, full credit for all of that. There were a lot of people working behind the scenes. 
Um, Robert A. Bear, executive producer, he really kind of the mastermind of of um, a lot of this project. And it, I think, once we were able to um, get a team together that really had the same goal and same um, passion as as what we did, that was that was the key to basically keeping it all together. Uh, well, how did you get all those those people to work with you on on a debut album? Right. Well, you know, um, it was very interesting. It started with Robert having a conversation and an idea with um, the late and great Oscar Castroneves, and he is considered um, one of the founding fathers of Bossa Nova, along with Antonio Carlos Jobim. And they had this idea of trying to bring this beautiful Brazilian music um, to more of the world that doesn't necessarily know the music. Um, outside of Brazil. And unfortunately, Oscar passed away unexpectedly um, right before this project was able to get off the ground. And um, thankfully, Robert was able to continue um, the vision. And he and I got together and talked about um, us taking this path together. And once that happened, we were able to bring on Larry Williams um, as a producer. And he is um, the founding member of uh, the classic 70s group, Seawind, um, and so that was really great to be able to have him on. He's played on like all the Michael Jackson albums, Quincy Jones, he's been everywhere. Um, yeah. And from there, everyone just kind of started falling into place. Yvonne Linz was also um, here from the beginning, very famous, legendary Brazilian singer-songwriter. Um, and from there, the, the friends of friends heard about it and wanted to support and um, uh, Miles Davis's nephew, Vince Wilburn actually heard about the project and said, you know, you can take anything of my uncle's uh, performances, any Miles Davis that you want. Um, wow. You know, we actually did that for Corcovado. So it really was just a matter of everyone um, believing in this and believing in me as, as being the face of it. Um, and we just wanted to make, beautiful music so thankfully it all worked out for the for the best even though it took almost four years but it was worth it <laughs> well and you made beautiful music uh, very beautiful music and i want to give the audience a little feel of that uh, mm-hmm. beautiful music of what we're talking about Great. and i think we should start with a song that everybody knows just to sort of ease them in this is the girl mm-hmm. from Anyone who loves music. 
But so you've true. made it your own. Uh, you've made it completely modern. Now, mm. when you decided to do a classic like that, were, were you nervous mm-hmm. about adding chemistry to the legacy? Uh, absolutely, and probably more so because that song was the very first song that I remember as a very young child. I think I was maybe about five years old, um, and I remember hearing that song everywhere, in malls, in grocery stores, um, anywhere I would go, I remember hearing that song, and I didn't understand at the time and it was Brazilian music. I thought it just kind of fell into the jazz genre because I had heard jazz musicians sing this song. You know, I was hearing Frank Sinatra and Sarah Vaughn and, and, you know, Mel Torme. I was hearing them sing this music. So I thought it was just considered jazz standards. Um, so when I got a little older and started to understand that this was indeed bossa nova, and then when we, just, when we decided to do the song for the album, um, I wanted to make sure that it really had our stamp on it um, because I didn't want it to feel like, um, something that had already been heard, even though there's so many amazing renditions out there. Um, our goal with this song and really the whole project of Legacy and Alchemy was to be able to take these, these well-known, and majority of these songs were, were big hits in Brazil from ever since the 60s. And we wanted to be able to bring it, contemporize it a little bit, and add the American side, the jazz soul flavor um, to it, to bring it to even more audiences. Um, so hopefully that was what we were going for with, um, with Girl from Ipanema. Um, and at the other end of the song, I end up singing in Portuguese. And so that was a really nice um, way for us to pay homage to the Brazilian music, but also show that we're adding our American flair to it. And it worked. And I want to remind our audience here that we are talking with Alexandra Jackson about her astonishing debut album, Legacy and Alchemy. And you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can uh, email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Some of you already have, and we are going to get your email, so (laughs) don't despair. But I got a couple more questions first, and, and one of them is about you're growing up now you grew up in Atlanta, mm-hmm. a music town. Yes. And um, since I lived there for 13 years, I know it's also a very political town. Your mm-hmm. late father was mayor. Your mother is a larger than life figure in both business and on NPR. <laughs> your great aunt was an opera singer. You performed with mm-hmm. Wynton Marcellus in, in high school. Uh, you've been <laughs> raised with some pretty high expectations, haven't you? I guess you could say they were high. <laughs> they definitely weren't low, that's for sure. Um, yes, I, I had a lot of um, a lot of grand um, uh, grand influences and and personalities to look up to. That's really how I how I viewed it. Um, so, it, yeah, I was blessed in, in that manner. Well, as part of that, uh, that, that, that blessing that was bestowed upon you was the um, piano lessons, uh, and you, mm. studied class- <laughs> you studied classical <laughs> piano. What mm-hmm. brought you to Brazil and Bossa Nova after mm-hmm. all those years with classical piano? I understand it began with a jazz festival in Atlanta and Robert Herbert. You want to tell us right. that story? Sure. Um, well, you know, like a lot of young people and children, the, the piano lessons were not my choice. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were mandatory from my parents. 
Um, piano was very big on both sides of our families. And so my sister was required. She started, I think, when she was three. I started when I was four. Um, mm-hmm. And I had the same teacher for 12 years. And she oh. was a phenomenal classical pianist, but she really believed that classical was, was the only form of music um, to learn on the piano. And so that was really all I had. Um, and I was never able to leave it. My parents said, you'll thank us one day. You'll thank us one day. And I said, I'll never thank you for this. And <laughs> sure enough, I go to University of Miami for, for music, and I'm able to test out of, of all four years of piano. So I called my mom and said, you were right. I thank you today. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the, the real switch happened um, in high school. You mentioned that I – sang with Wynton Marcellus, and that was actually through this amazing program called Essentially Ellington, and it's a nationwide jazz competition for high schools, and the the director of the band at my high school um, knew that I sang. I sang in all the musicals and the choirs and everything, and he approached me and asked if I had ever considered singing jazz. Um, I was 14, and I told him I listened to it. I had never really thought about singing it. I thought it was way too advanced for some of my age. And he asked me to just try it out, and that was really the beginning of it. Our band went a lot further than any of us expected. We were able to go to New York um, for the finals of essentially Ellington, which is hosted by Wynton Marcellus and the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra. We were able to do that two years in a row. Um, and the second year, we got in the top three, which allowed us to perform on stage with Wynton Marcellus. So I actually got to sing when I was 15 years old, standing next to Winton as he's playing. Um, and that really changed the direction of my life, not to sound cliche, but um, I decided to go to school for jazz. I went to the University of Miami in their studio music um, and jazz vocal program. I studied music business. Um, it was really, it just became a huge passion. And of course, being in Miami, that is a Latin town. And that was where I was able to really hone in on um, the Latin music, both in the um, in the salsa world and in the bossa nova ensemble world. Um, okay. So I sang in the in the ensembles, you know, for for the school for the Brazilian and salsa ensembles. Had made Brazilian friends, fell in love with even more Brazilian music, um, and it really kind of took a, a path of its own. Well, I want to stop you right there because uh, I want to give our audience a. Um, a little taste uh, of, of mm-hmm. what that story led to and, and <laughs> the voice that went behind it. This is, uh, um, this is, this is a track uh, from your album that actually highlights the way in which you can put a pastel color in your voice mm. in Brazilian music. This is uh, uh, Corcovado. Yeah, 
your your voice is is absolutely um, hypnotic, and your range and your control. Well, yeah. actually, the the range of the album is is pretty remarkable. Now, you just pointed out that you've been singing publicly uh, since high school, and then you just spent the past four years in the studio. Uh, was that intimidating, mm-hmm. or was it exhilarating, or were you ready to sort of shoot yourself when it was all over? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I, I definitely miss um, performing live uh, as much as I used to, um, and it was a little intimidating because uh, when you're used to performing live, you tend to feed off of a lot of the, the live energy that's around you. So when you're in the studio, um, it's much more intimate, um, and it's really just you and the music. But the music is so beautiful in itself that um, it really helped me um, focus on the 20-plus the songs that we were recording at the time. Okay. All right. We, we've got a lot of emails, and I promised people I would get to them, so mm-hmm. uh, why don't I get to them? This is, this sure. is Mayo in Atlanta, in Atlanta, and she says, um, Great. Are you back here now, and will you be playing live here in Atlanta? I am Mayo back in Atlanta, um, and I, uh, we're looking to start doing some shows in Atlanta, I believe, in the middle of September. So okay. that'll be really fun. Mm-hmm. And everybody mm-hmm. gets back to school at Georgia Tech and, and uh, yeah. all those other colleges there. Um, Lulu yeah, from Los time. Angeles says, mm-hmm. Bossa Nova is cool, but mm-hmm. it's in the 60s in the U.S. Is it still big in Brazil? Um, it is still big in Brazil. Um, it's kind of like jazz in the U.S. where there's a huge appreciation for it and you hear it in a lot of current music. Um, but it is a little more of a, of a niche of people who, who still listen to it, still appreciate it. Um, but it, it definitely still carries a, um, a strong, um, love over there. Okay. Uh, here's another one from Atlanta. This is Roto in, in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. Roto wants to know, Patrick said that there were 150 people involved, and you've mentioned some some pretty big names. Were there creative mm-hmm. differences, or were there arguments? Do you have any stories for us? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's the probably the craziest story is that everything went incredibly smoothly when it came to um, the guest stars collaborating. Um, we had um, Al Jarreau on all one, uh, Rod Temperton. Um, Yvonne Linz, Larry Dunn and Al McKay from Earth, Wind and Fire, Hubert Laws is performing on it, Saida Garrett, um, Carlinhos Brown, big Brazil star, and no one came ego, no one came um, with, with any issues other than, hey, let's just make this, this song, you know, the best that we can and let's have fun while we do it. So it's a great question, and I know that it would you know, normally I could give you something juicier, but I can't on, on this situation because everything was, was really, it was, it was a happy moment. <laughs> well, with a track record like that, I have a crisis in the Middle East for you to solve. Uh, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll get right on that after this. Album. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, uh, Reginald X in Hollywood um, says, why don't you come back to L.A. for a while? We have, um, and I'm hoping I'm saying this right, Brazil Eros, which I that must be Portuguese because it's not Spanish. Mm-hmm. Here, you should check mm-hmm. out the 77 Lounge in Culver City. 
Ah, you know, it's funny. So um, I did live in L.A. for a little while, and I've heard of that lounge. Um, and I, I do try to go back every once in a while, um, but because I've been going back and forth to Brazil so much lately, um, I haven't been able to make it out to L.A., but that's definitely, again, on our um, list to hopefully make it back out to within the, before the end of the year, definitely. Well, well, I happen to know the 77 Lounge because we live uh, – our studio here is uh, is near Culver City, and I've actually been there. Mm-hmm. And they do have Brazilian music, I think, once a week. There's mm. a, a regular Brazilian band, and there's a b- big Brazilian nice. shopping center nearby. So there must be a lot of – I don't know. How do you say oh, that? Brasileiros? Is that how you pronounce it? Brasileiros? Oh, oh Brasileiros. Oh, that means Brazilians. Oh, yes, 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 yes. A lot of Brazilians there. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, last question here, and this is uh, Ceres in um, Charleston, who just puts, mm-hmm. please, period, play, period, here, period. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Charleston? In Charleston, right, South Carolina. Charleston. Okay, I will. I will be sure to put that on our you know, top priority if we can make it there, uh, definitely. So I appreciate that. Okay, you do that. Well, I want to um, step up the tempo a little bit here and play mm-hmm. all one. Great. seems like you're mm. surrounded by family, both blood and, and musical. So, so where did that song mm. come from? Um, well, All One was actually written by Oscar Castaneves, um, and he, he released it on his last studio album that he did back in 2006. But there weren't um, uh, finished lyrics to it. And so his, his, his widow, Lorraine Castaneves, actually finished the song for um, Al Jarreau and myself to sing. Um, and it was really special because it, it really was less than a year after Oscar had passed. Um, mm. So I think that this was a very um, um, cathartic, um, helpful, and beautiful way to still honor Oscar and, um, and talk about the fact that we are all one. There's black Sam, there's white Sam, there's poor people, rich people, but at the end of the day, Everyone is all one, and that's really the the premise of of the album, I think. You know, I had that experience last night. I was at the Hammer Museum uh, to see my friends uh, Boyupongo, who are Mexican. Mm. Yeah, yes, yes. uh, uh, What is it? Mexican Colombian uh, American band, and um, Edgar, the head of the 
uh, the band was up there with his his uh, huero and his big uh, his big drum looked mm-hmm. out over the audience, which was black, white, yellow, brown, young, old, mm-hmm. everything you can imagine. And he and he said, "This is what America looks like." Mm. All colors, absolutely. Dancing. <laughs> right. So I love you it. got that absolutely. Too. Well, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of playing live, uh, uh, this project, this wonderful project, is not over. Uh, mm-hmm. You still have the challenge of sharing it with audiences. So, will <laughs> there be a tour? And um, if so, are you looking forward to getting back on stage? Uh, absolutely is the answer to both those questions. Um, it has been um, quite a journey to get to the live aspect of it because there have been so many people involved and because my 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 band, my, my full band, is, is about nine pieces, about nine players. Um, and majority of them are living in Brazil. And so... Uh, it's a lot of logistical uh, issues that we have to put together, but we are doing it. We are getting a, a tour together. Um, I believe that we are starting with Brazil and Europe, and then we come back to the U.S. Um, and all of this is going to start um, around the end of September, I believe. Uh, but everything is updated and kept um, kept up to date on my website, which is alexandrajmusic.com and all the social media outlets, which is the same um, tag. So I would definitely ask for people to uh, continue to follow, and thank you for all the support. Um, but that's the best way to find out the dates because they're still getting um, solidified right now. Well, you know, you, you mentioned um, the, uh, the music's available on, on, all those, on all your social media platforms. Putting mm-hmm. out an album today, especially a double mm-hmm. album in, in this changing yeah. music environment, was kind of a risk. Uh, did you think yeah. about that as you conceived of this project? <laughs> I would say I only thought about it about every other hour of the day. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> um, and you're still but thinking you know about what? it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as we're talking, I'm thinking about it. But, but you know, the, the response has been so wonderful, and I'm so grateful. Um, you know, at the end of the day, without risk, there's no reward. And we really just had to have faith that if we put out great music, that, that the audience will, will come and they'll be able to access it and hear it. Um, and it definitely was, you know, risky to put out a, a double uh, disc album and a lot of people said you know you should split it up in two albums and release one in a year you know or something like that but you know it was just so hard to pare down all of the the great music that we had done over the past few years that we wanted it all out and we wanted to honor everyone who put their time and effort into it over the past few years and that's really why we ended up doing a double album um, and if anyone wants to order the physical album, we do still have physicals on Amazon. I know a lot of people were asking me if it was only digital, um, which is available everywhere digitally, but they can get the physical on Amazon. And it's a huge 16-panel um, um, CD booklet that really tells the history of everything and all the songs. Um, so it's, it's definitely a story that we've been telling on paper and through the music. I'm actually holding that uh, double album uh, in my hand right now. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is radio, so people can't see it. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, you're right, it has a, a beautiful book booklet in it, including uh, pictures from uh, your, uh, looks like 
your past <laughs> as well as uh, yeah. <laughs> many concerts. Um, it's got a love, beautiful picture of you in the front and a really sexy picture of you in the back. Um, I guess mm-hmm. that's the two sides of Alexandra. And you've just you've gone to a, 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 a lot of work to to make the um, the album itself a work of art as well as the music on it. So, you know, I, I realize that everybody streams today. I stream today, uh, premium right. Spotify subscriber, etc. But right. you know, there are times there are times when you want to buy the album, and this is one of those times. Yes. Another reason to yes. buy the album uh, is <laughs> is the song that uh, we're about to play. We have time for one more song here, mm-hmm. and I want to play. Great. Bazinga. You know, I, I could listen to that all day. In fact, I have been listening to it all week. Um, there's a lot of people on that song. That, did you record it in separate tracks or all at once? Um, we did it all at once, but we did it multiple times. Um, and so we had, you know, one large room where everyone was kind of in their own space. And um, it was it was pretty spectacular to, to watch all these, these great um, play in it. So um, Brazilica is definitely one of my favorites and it, and it, I know there's not so much vocal on it, but that was really my way of wanting the band to be highlighted because we have these, these greats on it. Um, and I, and it became one of my favorite tracks on it. Well, you know, Alexandra, we, we could talk and play music for at least another hour, but mm-hmm. unfortunately we can't. Uh, right? <laughs> so I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today and also for this beautiful thank music you. and for this historic album and for reintroducing us all to Bossa Nova. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I was able to talk with you. Alexandra Jackson, the album is Legacy and Alchemy. Get it on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, stream it on Spotify, sample it on her website, www.alexandrajmusic.com. But really, this is a gorgeous work of art, from the cover of the book to the inside artwork to the music on it. So you should just add it to your collection buy it okay well we have to take a quick break right now before our next guest but uh, before we do that we're actually going to take a little trip to mexico just two hours south of the california border lies the enchanting seaside town of san felipe baja california where friendly people warm waters and a relaxing vacation awaits and it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? 
Visit www.mysonfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysonfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. When I grow up, I want a voice like that. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm just going to go down to San, to San Felipe and, and take a vacation, and maybe my voice will get deep and rich like that one. Uh, MySanFelipeVacation.com. That is MySanFelipe, F-I-L-I-P-E, Vacation.com. And use the discount code MFLA5, and you'll get a discount on everything you book, and you'll be really glad you did. Well, our next guest is Jenny Ball. Um, Jenny is the leader of Jenny and the Mexicats, who I will introduce formally in a minute. Uh, The Mexicats are on tour right now, and the only day we could talk with them was Wednesday, that is, two days ago. So uh, the interview you're about to hear was recorded two days ago, and it was recorded while the band was in San Diego before their show Wednesday night at the Casbah. However... Jenny wasn't there. Jenny was actually traveling on the trolley that runs from San Diego to the Mexican border because she had to take care of some business in Tijuana. So although she's English, she lives in Mexico. At one point, we lose her, you know. So even though this is a recorded interview, it's, it's live, too. And, you know, that happens, particularly when you're using a Mexican cell phone to talk to an American cell phone, which then connects to a radio studio in America and you're on a moving train. Right? So the fact that we talked to her at all was sort of a, uh, a, uh, a miracle. But anyway, here is Ginny and the Mexicats. Ginny and the Mexicats is a unique standout in the rolling thunder of Latino music now sweeping through the world. Part of that standout difference is that this band is not fronted by a Latina singer-songwriter, but by an English woman who plays the trumpet. Plus, the band wasn't launched in L.A. or Mexico City, but in Madrid, Spain. Ginny and the three Mexicats, two Mexicans and a Spaniard, fused jazz and rockability and flamenco and reggae and Latin beats into Concerts that blow away screaming, dancing audiences on two continents and into albums that win awards and top playlists worldwide. And even better, they are here with us now. Ginny is here with us now celebrating their 10th anniversary with a monster tour. Ginny, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> when we first scheduled you last uh, April, uh, you were on tour and using a Mexican cell phone, which we never connected to us. So, I, first of all, let me just thank you for your patience and your perseverance, as well as for your music. I really uh, appreciate right. it. <laughs> now, you're celebrating your 10th anniversary, and you put out a video and a tour. Uh, the video, which everybody listening should go and watch right after the show, documents your evolution from Pachucos and the Princess to an international powerhouse. Did you laugh and cry a lot while you put together all those videos and photographs? Yeah, I mean, it was actually me that did it. I was like, I'm, that, I'm like the mouse that hoards everything, and I've like kept these hard drives that are just about, just about alive still with all these old photos and stuff. And I think most of, most of the video is like just a collection of whatever. Like, I think in 2010, people started to have like like iPhones and like 
clever phones that can take pictures and stuff. So from like the first two years of the band, we don't have like that much. We just have some photos where we just we look like puppies. And then <laughs> and so I've used some I've used some of those. And then and then from 2010, we have little bits of video of our first tours and stuff like that. And then obviously our moving to Mexico, and you can see like the band growing. It's, it's quite sweet. I did cry a little bit. Yeah. It, and it was well, yeah. now that you've had the opportunity to sort of look back and uh, think about what you've become, did it cross your mind 10 years ago that you might reach this level of popularity? It, it did not cross my mind in one moment I might like kind of represent Mexico where I go sometimes. That tends to happen. I'm like the most, I'm English, but. But I'm, we're, we're based in Mexico as a band, and we've, we've really, I really feel part of like the Latin culture now. It's become part of me. And um and I think we didn't I never expected to be like speaking more Spanish than I speak English. I didn't really speak every day I speak more Spanish than I speak English. Only when we're now when we're touring in the States well, I get to go back to the roots. <laughs> and people still don't understand me because it's like what? What is she talking about? <laughs> Well, you know, Americans and, and British are uh, two common people separated by a common language, but there it is. Um, well, over the over the past decade, there's been another evolution. That's the evolution of American Latino music or fusion music into the mainstream. And you helped pioneer that. Did you ever think about your place in musical history? Um not really. We were just doing what we felt like doing at the moment, and I think that's that's what most people do when they're making music. They're not not. I think if you're thinking about, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mean this, you'll probably never mean that. You just gotta do what you're supposed to do, and then the result will be what the result is. I don't know. We've had we've had an absolute blast to be honest. We've had a lot of fun. We've made our own decisions as a band. We've made. We've, they've been good ones, there have been mistakes, there have been like ups and downs. We're a real family and we've moved country several times together and I think we're, we're pretty united as a team and we, we defend our music. Our music's like the most important thing. We like the message that we give to people. We want, we want to make people have a nice day, people connect with their feelings, but also, also alegre, no? alegría, que come to a concert and... Um, they'll dance but we're not just a cumbia band just to make people dance we like we we like people to feel what we're what we're doing and we all every person in the band puts a little bit a little bit of what they know about music and what they're passionate about they put it into the mix and um and what comes out is our sound and obviously having two mexicans in the band and a spanish guy their influences within music have have influenced me and learning spanish has influenced my like the kind of rhythms that I hear or things that I write to, um, like that. Well, you, you have made history, and I want to play the music from that video that you've made about your your 10 years of that uh, magical history. This is uh, Aprendimos from the uh, Mar yeah. Abierto album. Here we go. Aprendimos a correr sin saber Encontramos la manera Decirle nuestro cuerpo cuando trasnocha Que siempre valga la pena Y crecer y vivir y sentir siempre de más Y nunca dejará de ver Nada de beber En ningún bar Deducimos sin embargo la ruta traza Siempre esquivando problemas Apartando del camino la necesidad Que a veces viste de cerrar Y cubrir y abarcar territorio como un huracán Y nunca dejar 
for our English speaking audience, uh, aprendimos means we learned. So, so what have you learned uh-huh. in the past 10 years? Uh, to be grateful and work hard. I think those are the two things that have, um, that have made, definitely made the band just keep going and keep fighting for, for our little dream. And, and, um, and we appreciate a lot the fact that we live doing what we love. And I think it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to do that. Not many people manage it. Or you have to just love living, and that helps, I think. We've had, a, we've had a good attitude with it. Um, we've also been lucky, and we've, we've worked hard at it. And I think keeping your keeping your feet on the ground and in your eyes going, eyes on where you wanna where you wanna be, um, or where you are right now, man. Um, that's what kept us going. That's what we've learned. And we learned some things together. And I want to remind our audience that we're talking with Jenny of Jenny and the Mexicats, um, and this is a uh, interview was conducted earlier this week. So don't call in, but if you have questions, send them to us, and we'll forward them on to Jenny. The background noise that you you hear is that Jenny is actually on the trolley between San Diego and Tijuana, so you're going to hear some strange things in the back, but it's okay because we get to uh, we get to hear Jenny too, right? Right. Um, uh, we, we've been talking about what you've learned over the past decade uh, and, and yeah. listening to your albums and watching your videos, which I've been doing all week and getting ready to talk with you. One of the lessons that you seem to have learned, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the trumpet can be a lead instrument in a, pop, in, in a popular music world dominated by, by guitars and that cajon players simply can't resist a drum kit. The, the cajon player can't resist what? A drum kit. Yeah, no, he's he's got him. Mean, he sits on the cajon, but he has a whole percussion set up around him. And like, so, so like, as, as as much as we let him travel with, he takes like he has like he has a bunch of stuff. And we actually have another percussionist that plays with us at the moment as well, called Santiago. He's Mexican. And so they, between the two of them, they're it's a, it's a real party. Really, a lot of percussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you've also learned how to make the trumpet a lead instrument too, and it's wonderful. Well, actually, like, I studied in, like, playing in the orchestra and, like, jazz bands and stuff when I was at school. And um, I actually met the boys when I was when I was on tour when I was 18. I was in my last tour of, like, this, like, band camp kind of thing that we did. <laughs> Won't go into details, but it definitely, definitely gave me, like, it definitely gave me a lot of the education in music that I, that I had as a child. And, um, oh, shit, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> You learn how to make the trumpet a lead instrument in a, in a uh, music yeah, world so, only so, by guitars. So I was sorry. So I was like used to playing an ensemble, but I'd also studied like playing like solo trumpet and classical music with piano and stuff like that. But then when I when I made the Mexicans, it was like it became like the second voice. We'd have like my voice, and then there'd just be like these gaps. For the trumpet and I and I was like oh I don't want to do it I just rather just sing and like and um one second I think I'm I'm here I'm at my stop I'm getting off okay. um sorry yeah so you might have to you're now at the border I'm, I'm I just need to check I'm at the right place is this the place to come to order 
Yeah, down that way. Down that way. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we're back on. Sorry. Okay. So, like, right. so I was used to playing in, like, an, in, an ensemble situations, but I often had, like, different melodies in my head and stuff like that. And then, and I was, I was quite scared about standing up. Well, it, you, you, you seem to have learned that lesson. Um, now, I was looking at your tour, and you're, this is a monster tour. You're going from June to October. You're on two continents. So you're going to be exhausted when you get back, or are you going to be energized? And I think we may have lost her in the transition, so I'm going to play the next song, and this is Lion. the border oh wait a minute hold on i think she's back hi there are you back yeah hold on let me get her on the other line she got service again okay all right let's try to do this and and this hopefully it does not cut off anymore hold on what's happening here is that she went across the border and switched phone systems so we lost her but her, her manager is working on giving it back. So I'm going to play uh, a little bit more of her music. We're going to play Boxes now. by Ginny and the Mexicats. And uh, unfortunately, as, as Ginny went across the border, uh, she her cell phone dropped, uh, and her manager, who has been trying to get, to get us back in touch, isn't, uh, isn't being successful. 
And having dealt with the Mexican phone systems myself, <laughs> I can understand that. So in any case, uh, this gives us an opportunity to play Ginny and the Mexicats uh, music from their new album. Not a new album, but their most recent album. And uh, so you've been listening to Boxes, and uh, we're going to play the, the remainder of Boxes. And then uh, i got a real treat for you, Agra de Cimientos. But here's the rest of Boxes. I'm all covered in sand, but I wash, wash in the street. You've got some memories, I forgot in the night. This hazy memory, first step of summer, and we fall by Jenny and the Mexicats. And we were talking with Jenny, but unfortunately we lost Jenny. <laughs> Jenny um, uh, and the Mexicats are playing tonight, or rather, they're, yes, they're playing uh, tonight at Alex's Bar in Long Beach, but we were actually talking to them Wednesday. And Wednesday night they had a, um, a gig, of, of which I found out later was a very successful gig at the Casbah in San Diego. But uh, Jenny was uh, on the uh, trolley from San Diego to uh, Tijuana, to the border crossing at Tijuana, she had to go over to the other side. They're actually based in Mexico, uh, even though she's English. And uh, in the best of circumstances, uh, the top-level American cell phone directly connecting to us on a moving <laughs> on a moving trolley on its way to Mexico is eh, kind of dicey. 
but she was using a Mexican cell phone connecting to her manager in Los Angeles who was connecting to me. And um, that got a little bit too dicey. We, we lost her, but uh, it was a great conversation and we're going to have her back on at, at some point too. In the meantime, uh, in the meantime, we're playing some of her music. You just heard boxes. We've also played Leon and uh, Aprendimos. You should go to her website. You should go to the website for, for Jenny and the Mexicats and uh, check out all of their albums. You should also check out the Tiendas, that's the store, because they're offering the most fabulous cell phone covers there. I'm going to get one myself, um, in addition to all of their music and T-shirts and hats, too. This is a fabulous band, and if you have an opportunity to see them live, you should, and you will have an opportunity because they are on a monster tour celebrating their 10th anniversary. They started in Spain in June. They're now, as I'm talking to her today, in San Diego, having gone through Europe and uh, then over to the United States in the Southwest. And then they're moving on to uh, Los Angeles and long back to uh, um, Europe and then London and back to Spain and Germany. And they actually don't get home. And actually, I'm not sure if they'll be home. They, they wind up at in October at Zurich. And then I guess after that, they go home. So uh, if you get a chance, go to their website. That's www.jennyandthemexicats.com. Go to the Presentaciones page, which is all of their, their, their tour, and take a look at all those cities. And you've you're got to be in one of those cities in Denver, San Diego, Long Beach, uh, Los Angeles, London, uh, Berlin, Amsterdam, Cologne, Frankfurt, Vienna, Munster, Budapest. I mean, you should anywhere. You should if you're in the U.S. and you miss them here, you should fly across the country and see them there. They are so good. Okay, that's it. We've talked to Jenny. We have played uh, their music, and uh, we are going to return now to Music Friday Live. But once again, follow Jenny and the Mexicats at. JennyandTheMexicats.com. They're on all uh, social media. Buy their music, including their their latest album, uh, Open Sea, Mar Abierto. Uh, it's on iTunes and also on their website. And while you're there, like I said, check out the cool cell phone covers. Um, and that's Jenny and the Mexicats. And we are back live now. And I did promise you that we were going to play a little bit of their famous wrap-up song, Agradecimiento, so here it is. Here we go. I have peaches, bruises, if you let them loose, and you're bound to drop them in the end. And if you don't need me, eventually I will only be your friend, which is why. Goodness. We love you all. Minerva 
bye-bye, she says. That is so cool. I, I love it when bands do the uh, the final introductions, uh, their final song as the introduction of the members of the band, and I think they do it very, very well. Well, once again, that was uh, Agradecimientos by Ginny and the Mexicats, and if you're in L.A., they're playing tonight at Alex's Bar in Long Beach, and tomorrow... They're going to be in Pershing Square, downtown L.A. Big, big celebration in Pershing Square tomorrow. And um, you, if you're in L.A., you, sh- you should definitely be in one of those two places. Well, you have been listening to Music Friday Live with me, Patrick O'Heffernan, from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. So like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. And don't forget all those great pictures we put up on Instagram. And if you check out the Music Friday YouTube channel, we post YouTubes, we we post videos of what's going on in the L.A. music scene. So we post videos from nightclubs, from uh, from private parties with bands in them, all sorts of things. It's uh, It gives you a little inside look into what's going on in the L.A. music scene. So Music Friday Live is produced by Music Friday Live and also by Fairness Radio, LLC. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin, our intern Used to be Angeline Serrano, but Angeline's got her own radio show now, so we're now scrambling for interns. If you are a college student working in um, in radio communications, etc., and you want to get a little uh, experience, uh, including we we give our interns some airtime, so give us a call. Uh, go to our web go, go, go to our website, shoot us an email, whatever, because we uh, we could use another intern. In the meantime, download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com or at iTunes. And uh, also, like I said, check out our website and uh, check out our, um, our podcast on, uh, on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to talk with Sterling Infinity. Sterling Infinity is, wow, you, 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 you've got to see this woman. You've got to hear this woman. She is incredible. Uh, and also, we're going to talk with Carmack. Plus, the L.A. Music Critic Award winner, Chris Angelis, will drop by. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and uh, we'll give you some updates on those guests. In the meantime, have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with a little bit of music. We're going to leave you with All in One by Alexandra.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.